I heard it. It's super intense echo. That's all I heard. Yeah. You like looked directly into the zoom camera when you, <laughs> you did that. That was a very intense air horn. Thank you. I'm doing a little different tonight. I'm doing uh, this on my computer as opposed to my phone. Okay. And, uh, and? as a result, things might be a little different, but I can focus better on this. See, I'm looking right well, down you- the camera. I see you more clearly. You seem like you're coming in, you know, like you, you have some fancy internet. Yeah. I also backlit myself. So I have an angelic appeal uh, appearance. It's nice. It's Thank nice. You. Thank you. How's it going? Oh my God. I am so, I'm like everybody else in this world right now. And I'm going to, I'm going to use some colorful language here. Okay. Let's fuck this pandemic fuck it <laughs> so tired i'm so tired of not being allowed to be free right and i understand why i'm not you know i'm not i don't have my head in the sand you know we're all in this together we need to be responsible and i am it doesn't mean i can't bitch about being sick of this thing <laughs> no um, yeah i get it I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of it. I want to, I want to go do something. I want to go socialize. I want to go to a restaurant and have a meal. I want to have a beer. I want to see a freaking sports game. I want to see a sports game. That's what I call them now. Sports, sports game. Mm-hmm. I want to see a sports mm-hmm. game. Um, I, you know, I never thought I'd crave a, a, a basketball or a baseball game so bad in my life. And, I know. and you know, like today I took, I took my son and I just said, get in the car, get in the truck. We're going down to the park. And I'm, I got a bucket of baseball. I'm just going to pitch to you all. And, we're, oh. we, and we did it for like, you know, an hour straight. And, you know, we made this fun game out of, you know, if he hit it into the outfield, he got five points. So infield was one point. If he made it to the fence, it was 10 points. And he had to get to 100 points by the time the bucket was empty. And, you know, it was fun. Like we did, but you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's self-entertaining and self, you know, you got to just, yeah. kind of, it's, it's very hectic. And, and my kids are, you know, uh, of competent age. I can't imagine your situation. <laughs> I mean, I really can't like, I mean, it's kind of weird. It's kind of fun because you're on in, in, a, in a maternity phase anyway, but you you're really, it's not like you have the outlet of, you know, jump in the we'll take cage. We'll jump in the car. We'll go to we'll go to Legoland. We'll go do this. We'll go do that. Yeah. Or there's something you can go do, or at least I don't know. But man, being holed up and then being you know afraid because they're so you know you're an infant so young, you want to protect them from everybody around them, and the disease is very real. I don't know, man. I just how are you holding up? Well, I mean, it's weird. It's like I don't know what it would be like 
with that. Like I've never experienced the world where I could take him places. So I don't, I don't know what I'm missing, so to speak, because I've never been able to take him anywhere. Like before the actual quarantine started, he was only a week old and I couldn't take him out of the house anyway. And so I don't really know what I'm missing, what I'm upset. Good. Good. You don't don't want to know. I don't want to. This is exactly what you should be doing. This is, this is totally normal. This is exactly what the uh, maternity phase is. Yeah. It's just, it's very groundhog day. It feels like every day is exactly the same. You and know. Gary's, Gary's in the same boat too. Yeah. I'm in a. I'm. I'm actually. I feel a, a slightly worse off than Sarah because it was the probably three to four weeks before the pandemic really broke out that I, my wife finally got comfortable with taking him places, and that was our weekend. It was like we're gonna go take a walk at the mall. We're gonna go, to, you know, to downtown Disney, and we'll have lunch. Put him in the stroller and walk him around, and go through the Lego store. And it was finally some respite, some out of the house, some normalcy some okay we can we can go and have a taco and then walk him around and he'll fall asleep and then we'll get back in the car and it, it's two hours and that was the whole weekend and it was it was glorious you know just being <laughs> out of the house for for a little bit but yeah. um yeah that that ground straight to a halt so sarah frankly i'm i'm glad that you don't know what you're missing yeah That's- me too i mean on mother's day we went for a drive and like just so I could see the poppy reserve from the window of the car. And we like got out like really quick and took a picture with some on the side of the road, but cause it was closed or whatever. But like, even that was like difficult because he still has to eat every three hours. You know what I mean? And like, I have to keep him on this schedule so that he'll sleep at night. He's, he eats so much and it's not like you can just hand him something and he can feed himself. Right. Like, you can, it's like it's I, like I I I feel like I haven't had any practice taking him out and socializing, and I'm really the only thing I'm really worried about is the fact that he thinks just like two people and a dog exist in this whole world. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like these two people who do a lot of puzzles and watch a lot of Homeland. Here's the good are news. All I know. Here's the good news on that: they can't even see beyond five feet in front of right. they they're not going to remember any of this that none of this like anything you're doing for cage like the onesie that says you know <laughs> Atlanta Braves or you know any anything it yeah he'll only know it through pictures like he's not going right. to remember any of this thank god thank yeah. god you know and you know I think about that when he's crying and I have to just like let him cry you know or like you know, you don't get to eat until three thirty, so you have to wait. You know, and like I'm just trying to distract. So that that's when I'm glad he doesn't remember. But I just don't want him to not be socialized. You know, I don't want him to like not be held by other people. Oh, okay. That yeah, that's interesting. That that. So, but but everything else, the socialization, that all takes place year, a year from now. So you're fine. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Just, it, it's you. It's your mental health. It's you and Chris. Yeah, like, know, like because without with with sleep deprivation and the same four walls, and you know, yeah, it won't be long before you and Chris turn on each other. <laughs> yeah, I'm like very <laughs> worried about that. Like so far, so good. Like we, like we have a routine every day, and that ha- has honestly been the hardest thing for me because I'm not a routine person. I don't like routine. It's the whole reason I got into the entertainment business. I don't want to do the same thing every fucking day. Yeah. I, I hate it. It drives yeah. me crazy. And like, you have to do the same thing even on Saturday and Sunday because the baby doesn't know it's the weekend. <laughs> he's like, 
And he gets up every day at 545, like a god dang platoon soldier, you know, like <gasps> reporting for duty, sir. You know, he's like wide awake talking oh. to the curtain at 545 in the morning, just like. That was that was the one thing I remember is uh, about having little, little, you know, little ones, itty bitties, is because uh, it didn't matter if dad went out late. Uh, they were getting up at 545 and, and you were getting up too. And yeah. that's when, that's when you stop going out. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's amazing. Cause it, you know, you, there, there's always a little crossover, mm-hmm. but then you realize it's too hard and then you just stop going out and you're like, I'm done with that. And then that's how you turn into an old person is right. start eating your dinners at five, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and you're going to bed at nine. And that's yeah. just, that's life. And that's how, and you go, I used to be at the club. I used to be, I used to be taking it to the, you know, to the streets. I used to leave my house at nine or yeah. 10. Yes. I, I, my dinner reservations were at nine and now I go to bed at nine. <laughs> the other weird thing is like, I, like you were talking about how you just want to like hang out with people and socialize. I've never been that person. Like I, I mean, I have been, but like, the old, as soon as I hit 40, there was just something in me that was like, Oh, I, like when people canceled, I was like, Oh, this is the bet. This is like a gift from God that they canceled. Like I didn't want to go anyway. I got to so, say something. You're going to think I'm blowing smoke. I didn't know you were 40. I thought you were still in your thirties. I'm no joke. Oh, that's so nice. No, you know that. You're no, lying. I, I swear I didn't. All right. No, I wasn't paying attention, I guess. I'm 42 now. I'll come through yeah. and co-sign that. I, I don't think I knew that. I thought you were in your late 30s. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I turned 42 well, right before birthday. Cage was born. But I don't know. There was just stuff like, but now I'm like, no, I wish so. I wish I had plans of some kind. But <laughs> uh, so I know how, what you're craving. And I do miss that. I definitely miss stand up and perf- like, I thought I would be back doing stand up and performing and doing live shows and stuff now. But like. That is, does not seem like it's going to happen anytime soon. I have no idea. I, you know, it's really scary. That's the only thing that's is bothering me. You know, I, I've been so optimistic throughout this whole thing. Been like, yeah, we're, we're going to get back to work. We're going to. I feel like we have to. We have. Yeah, to. we have to. It, it has to happen. And I, and fine if you if we all need to wear a mask. We need, I don't care. But we have to get this. This you can't you can't do this indefinitely. It's just can't. Yeah. It's intolerable. And you can't just run up, oh, here, pass another bill for another $3 trillion. You yeah. can't keep doing that. It's just yeah. everybody knows it doesn't make sense. You know, even the people – anyway. So I've always been optimistic. But, you know, they just keep certain, – certain groups of people keep putting out really negative numbers and vibes. And other people are really ambitious about getting back to mm-hmm. normal life. And I never know who to believe. I never know who to trust. Because uh, it is confusing, and you know it's you know it's been turned into a political football. So it's it's you got to take everything with a grain of sand, and then you got to deconstruct everything and find out where the motives are and what's real and what's not, and you know what's what's just fear based. And so it's really frustrating because our industry, entertainment, uh, is going to be the last to come back. Um, For sure, like we are the least priority. Any place crowds are gathered. Yeah. You know, and then, and then when they, even when it's greenlit, even if there's a vaccine or a vaccine there, it, it's still, people are going to be like, I don't know if I want to go buy a ticket and go out tonight, you know? Right. And so it's for our business, it's getting, it's getting scary because if they said today, if they said today, everybody's back to normal right now, 
there's still going to be all this lag time. It's going to soak up the rest of 2020. You know, like I'm already looking at 2021 going, yee Yeah. How am I going to provide for the family? You know, mm-hmm. it's scary. It's really scary. Um, oh, it's really scary. It's like my, I have friends and agents that just lost their jobs. You know, it's just like, you're like, what? I thought your job was like more secure than anything. Yeah. And I've been, I don't know about you, but I, I've been getting a ton of requests for videos and not, you know, like birthday requests where, you know, whatever I don't, but, uh, Hey, we, you know, you're all my, all my, my alma maters for their graduation. Hey, will you, you know, do this, do that. Oh. And they've been, and I've been talking with some of the people who've been soliciting, uh, deans of schools and, you know, the school of social welfare at, at KU or what, you know, who knows, but they, they hit me with a, some a food for thought, which was like, you know, our, our seniors have, worked for five years to, to graduate and there's nothing for them right now. They're going to graduate, walk across that stage and they're going to stare into the abyss for probably a year before they get a job. And oh, yeah, that's so true. That like ain't, the- that ain't good. That's bad. Um, so anyway, oh, yeah. we, just got, we got to get back to work. We just got to get back to work. Yeah. You got to get back to work and you got to, I'm just curious as to what, work there is you know that's the other you know so I I, I don't know but uh, yeah we have to get back to it like things just have to start opening there it's just like it it's not um realistic to just say like everybody has to stay home it's just like not how the world works so I don't know I think they're gonna have to flip the script I mean this is a possibility how about everybody who's sick they go into quarantine and the rest of us that don't have anything, we go back to work. I don't know. Well, I mean, that seems great. It's just that people don't know when they are sick. That's the bigger problem. Uh, all you got to do is just do a, a, a take their temperature. And if they cough, you throw them into a ditch. <laughs> Simple. Look, I'm no doctor, but I think like I got this. I figured it out. I mean, are you running for election in this in November? Well, are you on the ticket? It's called the big the big ditch uh, platform. Just stick them or throw you in a ditch. That's my promise. Do you guys know that as we record, it's been 60 days since a Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL, or NHL game has been played? The longest streak since 1930. From World War II or the Great Depression? Must be the Depression. 1930, nothing was going on then. Yeah, it's probably the Depression, but the the... Last maybe, streak. maybe it's big gaps between seasons. Were there two month gaps between seasons? Well, Rob, you were alive then. You tell us what it was like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was only 10. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, it, it's so weird. Like, I, but I keep watching like classic baseball games. Yeah. First of all, when I, it's one of the th- few things that will keep Cage from crying if I turn on a baseball game. Oh, God. He's a I, it's a great sign, but it yeah. could also just be the green grass that he thinks is fascinating, you know? Because, again, he can't, he can only see five feet in front of him. Yeah. The TV's definitely further away. But, yeah, he just like, he loves watching old baseball games. Good, good, good. But, yeah, so I've been watching like old world series games and stuff, but. It's not the same. It isn't. It isn't. And and I did. I've been doing classic sports too, and it's fine. But you know, 
I know how it ends. There's always kind of, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is like they did. I don't think it's been approved yet by the players association, but it looks like it's going to be right. Gary, like, yeah, there is a, uh, here, I'll read you guys the details. Um, the owners uh, approved a, p- a proposal from the commissioner yesterday, Tuesday, uh, two days ago, as you listen, um, yeah. aiming to have baseball back 4th of July, basically. And here are the details. Um, they're going to expand playoff teams from 10 to 14. The season will be 82 games. Uh, home stadiums will be used in areas where lo- state and local governments approve. Um, right. Spring training 2.0 is what they're calling it. will begin in June with a season set for around 4th of July. Uh, universal designated hitter in both leagues and uh, geographical schedules, which we talked about teams will play uh, only in division opponents. And then there'll be, you know, American league central will play American league central and national league central. So on 30 man roster with a taxi squad that would have upward of 50 players available. Um, However, that, that proposed thing that all the owners had agreed upon doesn't take into account compensation for the players. So that's supposed to happen. They're supposed to talk to the players association today. Um, and I don't know, they're, they're talking about saying that what they want to do is just a 50, 50 split where the players just take 50% of the revenue and the owners take 50%, but that would be a dramatic pay cut. And the players association is probably going to say that, yeah, okay, we understand there's going to have to be some kind of a pay cut, but the players are taking a risk by going out and doing this in, in favor of mm-hmm. everyone making money. So they shouldn't maybe get their whole salary, but it shouldn't be 50-50 because the owners aren't taking the risk. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. Well, that's a lot to think about. Holy cow, there's, it goes deep on that. There's got to be, when things like this, when we're in unique circumstances, you have to extend some sort of special conditions and, and, and special trust. To get right. You know, you have to say, listen, this is a one-time exception. We're, we're not going to take advantage of each other. Let's just right. do it for the greater good. And, and you hope that the reasonable minds can sort that out. You know, what I think the risk is, I think the risk is they're going to go down to 82 games and everyone's going to be like, this is the greatest baseball season ever. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like they're yes, going to condense totally. it. And then we're all going to be like, uh, this is what you should do every yeah. year. It works then- for me. It works for me. <laughs> yeah. Just like quicker, faster paced baseball. Like, and both le- all the leagues have a DH, which yeah. is what I've been screaming about since the dawn of time. I just. And also, you know, if, if you go down to 82 games, you go down to half a season. I'm sorry, but the games become a lot more valuable. Every game is important. Every game is important. All, every game is playoff baseball. Every game. And that's see that then the stakes go back up. Then it becomes really relevant, and every game matters. You know, 16 games in an NFL season is it's such a jewel. That's why every stadium, 16 stadiums are sold out every every yeah. Sunday. Sold out, even the Lions. You know because. <laughs> Uh, uh, because it matters, you know, it, it does. Even if your team sucks, you could still beat the, the, you know, a great team that week. Yeah. It, it, anyway, it does. It does. You make an interesting point and that may be what they are afraid of. No joke. I mean, I've been preaching that, like either have the DH or don't, but it should not be a national league, American league thing. I really I'm hate tired that. Of that too. I know. Cause you know? There's, all these, there's all these old school fuddy duddy purists who are like, uh, I want the nine men and the baseball and the pitchers got to hit too. Get, 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 get. I'm like, yeah. And that's why it's not fun to watch them. 
That I mean, I don't. I'm not a big fan of the DH personally. Like, I feel like if you're gonna throw mm-hmm. at a guy, I don't really like it. You're a purist. Yeah, I'm a purist in that regard, but I'm more just like one or the other. Like, whatever you guys choose, fine. I can be fine with either. Just like make it universal. I don't because I always feel like the wins are different. Like your wins are different. If you have a DH, you can score more runs. You know. And I like, I like what you're saying. I do. I agree. Consistency across the board. I would, I would like that. I just want that, but I, I could go either way. I could go either way. Just, just as long as it's uniformed. I'm with you. It's just going to be interesting. Like, I just not like, I just feel like for the players themselves, like they are taking a risk, but I think a 50 50 split is fair because you're taking a risk, but so are the owners. They're taking a hit. But they, it's not like you have, as a player have to pay rent on a stadium, you know, or turn on the lights and like do all the ticky tacky stuff. And you're also helping people go back to their jobs, the vendors, you know, the, the, pe- the lawn, you know, the people, owners, you know, I know the owners are rich, but they also provide everything the players need to, you know, to make it happen. They provide yeah. the facilities, the yeah. travel, the the uniforms, the support staff, the everything, the everything that goes with it. They so have to do all have the logistics. They have to sell the advertising. <laughs> they have to go get your money for, for you from advertiser. You know, so it's like as a player, you have to go to practice and show up and play a good game. And like you have your own set of responsibilities. But I feel like ownership has their and a whole other level. Like neither of you can do what the other one does. That's right. why you do what you do. Yeah. So 50, 50 split to me is fair. I, I'm not a baseball player. I don't know, but to me, it seems fair. I, I think it is too. I mean, business owners don't get into business to give, give all their money away. They get into business to make mm-hmm. money. That's why you go into business in any endeavor, uh, business related. Yeah. Doing I don't it I don't see the players voting it down because I think in, in, in a lot of ways, it's kind of like the NFLPA with the, the, the 17th game. There's so many more players in baseball that make minimum league minimum than there are your Bryce Harper's and your, your, your Mike Trout's. So, you know, I think those guys are like, I got to play if I want to make money and like, what am I, what else am I going to do? So yeah, it's the same thing. And it's the same thing in our business too, in, in entertainment, you know, there's, there's probably, let's call it 15 to 20 actors who get paid the serious money. Yeah. The rest of us are, you know, Joe six packs who we're working <laughs> actors, you know, we show up, we, 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 we try to get good parts. We do the best we can with them and we keep working and we keep working and we keep working at it. Maybe even yeah. more so in sports, though, because you, your analogy is absolutely correct. But actors can go long into their sixties, seventies, and beyond if they're if they're good and if they love their craft. But I mean, there's got to be a lot of twenty nine year olds looking around, going, "I got three or four years to make hay while the sun shines." If I'm lucky, you know, it's a great point. Well, it's, it's also point. been the argument of some of these athletes, you know, like especially in football. You know, you have people like Tom Brady who's like, uh, I only have like one, maybe two years left. Like I got to play like T Y Hilton's like, um, this is my last year. You know what I mean? Like he wants to retire as a Colt. He, you know, and if there's not a season, does he even get a last year? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I got to tell you too. Um, the thought of no football, it, it does make me 
want to riot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it makes me want to gouge up my eyes and throw myself in the ditch you were talking about. Well, and here's the thing too. Like, I mean, we've gone, we've gone 60 days without sports entertainment. And if, if they're going to go all summer without it, and then they're going to take away my fall too. Yeah. Well, forget it. Now, now I, I storm Washington, DC. I, I storm the yeah. state Capitol. You better hope all those fireworks stores are essential businesses because I'm going to go buy them all and release them. Yeah. Yeah. Right, in front, of, right in front of the White House. Candles, black cats. <laughs> all of it. I'm blowing sparklers. some shit up. I'm going to get 80,000 sparklers at once. Yeah. I will tie them And together. I'm just going to write, fuck you with the smoke of them. <laughs> Imagine oh, you go to buy fireworks and then you just get those little f- sparklers. I'm so down for that. Making a point. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> God damn it. This is getting me keyed up. Makes me want to go do that right now. What's going to be interesting is going to be, um, you know, on the football front, it's going to be college. You know, the, the story already came out today or yesterday that, you know, Colin Cowherd reported on his show that USC Alabama isn't going to happen because – you know, USC is under the guise of L.A., which yesterday, within about 30 minutes, Arizona's governor announced sports can come back Saturday with no crowds. And then Mayor Garcetti said, hold my beer. No one can go anywhere until August. So yeah. USC is not going to be able to practice unless they can somehow figure out a way to go to Arizona or go somewhere else to practice. So, you know, both ADs oh, came out. You and said that you know they're not going to they denied it they said we're still we have the strongest intention to play this game but it was the wording of it stuff like strongest intention just does not yeah. bode well so college is going to be the one that's really weird because there's so many different municipalities and they're you know young kids that go to universities and some of them are state let controlled you, let me tell you the southeast conference is playing some football this fall oh i believe I tell you that yeah. i believe that <laughs> they're not going to miss that are you crazy but do you and, see a lot of pac 12 games happening no, hell no, because California is going to screw it up. Yep. California is screwing them. They just screw themselves, and they love it. They love screwing themselves. You know what Rob is like? Rob's like, if I were allowed to leave my house, I would move. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> I'm I not allowed think. to leave, so I can't pack. I mean, I'm the box store's not open. <laughs> there'd be a vapor trail from me, from, from this house to Kansas City, Vegas. I don't care. Yeah. But – um yeah, look, California just keeps shooting itself in the foot, and and they're not helping anybody by prolonging this thing. I mean, Elon Musk. He, he yeah, got, that was great. He's like, I'm out. I have had it with the yeah. with the bureaucrats. Arrest me with the bureaucrats just shutting me down. These 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 knuckleheads who don't know the first thing about what I do, what we do, the precautions we've taken. You know, he's just like, I get it. Bureaucrats. They don't care. They, it, it, they, everything's a rental car to them. They just don't care. That one, and, the one person that forced the shutdown of his factory was an unelected health official from the county in which their factory is in. And then he announced no, that really, and yeah, that's my case. Yeah, and then he announced that he was going to leave, and some, some like council person or legislator of some form. I don't have it in front of me, but somebody from San Diego tweeted out like "fuck Elon Musk," and it's like. I I guess, but like he employs right. twenty thousand people. Car maker in California, he's the last car maker. California used to have Toyota plants. They used to have GM plants. They had all kinds of. This used to be a, an industrial uh, a place. Uh, I wouldn't say base, but it was an. Indu- I mean, people could get jobs here. There was work to be had. There was manufacturing to be done. 
they're all gone. <laughs> they're all gone. And now they're chasing Elon out. Great. Now we got to have him because if this virus does continue, we're all going to have to move to Mars. And he's the only one that can get us there. I've been talking to him on the sly about a, a, one of his escape pods, which I probably shouldn't talk about <laughs> on air. Right. But don't worry. I got you guys a seat. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's going to be like space balls. <laughs> Ludicrous speed. Yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah. Anyway, don't it's very frustrating. I, very frustrating. Well, I definitely think that sports is coming back. I, I, I'm still not worried like i think i think enough people in california if 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 musk is standing up for stuff like that i think enough people are going to be like now sorry like we're just gonna have to take our chances we're gonna have to roll the dice you know what i mean like it's more you know i'm i'm just more you know the only thing to be really i mean not the only thing but like the major thing to worry about is just hospitals being overrun you know like they can't and then doctors you know not doctors themselves getting sick and us losing i mean i watch the today show every morning and every day the death toll goes up over 1500 every day so it's like yesterday was 81,000, today was eighty-three thousand in america that have died i mean that's a lot that's a lot of people it's it's tragic and 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 I can't fact check this, but this was an interesting thing i heard joe uh joe rogan recently had elon musk on his podcast And again, I haven't fact checked this, but if it's true, it definitely makes you think. According to Elon Musk, the average age of death for coronavirus is higher than the average age of death. Oh, really? Yep. See, they throw around a lot of numbers. This is where it gets sad because we live in a world now where you, it's so hard to trust information that you receive. Yeah, I know. You know, you hear things and you're like, God, you know what, that's the case, then we got to do this. But then you hear other numbers and other statistics and you go, well, then it's not, it's not what you told me it was. And then you're lost. And that's where America is right now. We're confused because we have two sets of facts, which is hilarious. uh, And it's in in that just saying that sentences don't make any sense. Well, guess what? Neither does the reporting that's going on right now. Yeah. Um, And, and the reaction and, you know, I, I do, I empathize with both sides. I really do. But I do think uh, uh, the football season, um, if, if the Pac-12 doesn't get their, their stuff together, um, you know, all, all these, <laughs> they're all going to feel it. And I, don't, I definitely don't see the SEC missing a football season. <laughs> I think we can all get back out there. We just have to be safe about it and smart about it. You know what I mean? Like I have no objection. I hate it when people say like, I'm not going to wear a mask. And it's like, why? Not being responsible. Yeah. Like why? That's that's not fair. Yeah. That's like saying like, I I just, you can't pick and choose when you want to protect people. I mean, I said something about it on Twitter yesterday and I never go out. I never say anything, but I'm just like, I'm so sick of all my friends who are pro-military, but who also are like, I'm not wearing a mask. It takes away my freedom. And I'm like, but you want to protect people in the military, but not your own people around you? Well, that's the thing. Like, I think people get emotional and they stop being logical and just, look, I want, I want my freedom and I want to go do things and I want the world go, I want it to go back to normal. But 
uh, I'm, I'm also willing to accept the fact that we are in an unusual thing. We, we are in a pandemic. Yeah. And therefore, I'll wear my mask in public. I will. Fine. Because that's well, a responsible thing to do. I just don't, you know, as long as I, like, it's just an inconvenience. It's not the end of the world. It just feels like the smaller the brain, the bigger the mouth. That's how I feel about everything right now. Don't you miss the days? I read this somewhere, so I'm not saying this is it's my own, but I read this somewhere. Don't you miss the days when the only thing we had to fear was romaine lettuce? <laughs> Those were the days. Uh, just have, just shitting out our butts and our mouth at the same time. Those were the days. Oh, uh, I long for the good old days. <laughs> yeah, I know. I said something the other day about like all the Starbucks opening, and I was like... I'm just really excited that they're opening because now I can go poop somewhere else. <laughs> I'm so sick of doing it at my own house. Oh, I think that's it. Everybody's got far, four wall syndrome. Right yeah. Now. I can't look at these same four walls. 100%. I'm getting much better at cooking. I'll tell you that though. See, okay, good. I'm glad you said that. Cause I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to dive into that now. I'm going to, I think I'm going to, so if you have any suggestions for very easy three recipe, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like something in that vein. Uh, I'm down. I'm down. But three I'm- ingredient, <laughs> your three ingredient cookbook would come in very handy right about now. That's what I'm going to do. We actually, my whole family has been on um, that app Marco Polo. I don't know if you've seen that app. It's basically just like a little video sharing. So it's kind of like a little, you just send video messages and they, but they live on the Marco Polo app instead of your phone. So it doesn't take up all this space. And, uh, and so we started sharing recipes and then for mother's day, my mom and my aunt took all of our recipes and put them in a book. So family recipes and like, Oh, that's a dream. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So we've been doing all those and then I don't know. And then I've just been like, what do I have in the pantry that I need to use? And then I'll like make something with that. And then I made homemade ice cream yesterday. So I hadn't done that since I was like, a kid you're good at that stuff though you you make those great christmas gifts that with the, the with best the rum gummies and the you you're good at that kind of stuff i mean i'm good at following a recipe i mean but also like it was like i was like i really want mayfield chocolate chip ice cream i wanted this because there's this ice cream and it's like chocolate shavings not chips Ooh, yeah. sometimes the chips are too big but if you do the shavings where it's just like little flecks of chocolate so I did that. I like chopped up all these chocolate chips into fine little and the Cuisinart just like blended it until I made like a dust and then put them in the ice cream maker. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. I love it. That sounds so good. Um, guys, I, I hate to break this up, but we only have a few minutes left here. We're going to oh, do sorry. a slightly abbreviated show this week. So you guys want to get to a turd award or two and then maybe some listener questions? Yes, yeah. Please. All right. Well, I don't know if this is a turd award, but I just feel we. You have to. always start it with that. No, this one, this one, in this one, in reality, is not. But this one's just so strange. I feel like we we sort of have to highlight it. Um, so trying to find silver linings from the uh, coronavirus pandemic, and you know, this one's is what it is. New York City's Department of Transportation revealed that um, as of Tuesday, it's now been 58 consecutive days since a pedestrian has been fatally struck and killed in the city of New York, the longest streak <laughs> in 30 years. Jesus. So I guess that's good. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Yeah, I guess that's 
So that means it's also been 58 days since somebody's gone, hey, I'm walking here. I'm yeah. walking here. <laughs> and hit the hood. Hey. Hey. And then this Get off. This one was just this one's just super weird and it's got a visual component that I'll share with you guys here. Um but there is an inn in Virginia called the Inn at Little Washington. And as part of their plan to reopen, because they're gonna have to socially distance everyone, they are going to put mannequins at the empty tables that are in between the tables that the uh, actual guests have to have to sit at. And they're the because of the theme of this particular hotel and restaurant, they're gonna dress everyone in nineteen forties attire, appropriate uh, hair and makeup, and the waiters are going to actually pour wine for these mannequins and stuff. So this is a niche thing. I don't think this is going to be everywhere, but this is the kind of nonsense that we're going to have to uh, look forward to people coming up with unique solutions for the uh Oh, my God. A bunch world. of people dressed up and not talking. It sounds like every meeting in Hollywood I've ever been to. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Yes. A bunch of people yes. sitting around eating expensive stuff but not talking. Also, just a bunch of wooden people with fake smiles. <laughs> <laughs> at you bright-eyed like so you think you're winning you think you're like i think this guy really likes my pitch would you be comfortable in a restaurant if someone was just like if they were a mannequin sitting at the table I, honestly you know i was wondering about that if i'm sitting with someone and i'm one-on-one mm-hmm. -on -one or a group of four of us and we're because you're kind of in your own world anyway when you're at dinner hopefully you know you're not listening to other people you're kind of just enjoying each other it may be a psychological bonus to feel like the place is filled out more i don't know maybe it, yeah i mean or is it, it just it it'll make for great conversation for the first five minutes anyway <laughs> and then also if, uh, honestly if i you know if i'm in there with some friends or whatever i'm going to take some food and chuck it at the people next to us yeah you get in a fight with a mannequin what are you going to do about <laughs> it <laughs> what'd you say about my girl yeah keep your eyes off my chick dude <laughs> All right, let's do a couple of listener questions and then we'll get out of here. Uh, we'll start with a, a fan favorite from this show, Sue Haynes, aka oh, yeah? Sarah's oh mom. Oh my gosh, what'd she do this week? No, this week, this one's a good question I like and I, I know my answer. Now that the NFL schedule is out, which game for your team are you most excited for against a rival or a premier player? Um, I'll start while you guys think about it. I, I'm, I'm gonna. Lo I'm locked in. I'm gonna go with the reverse. I am least excited for the first time I meet Rob's team. We're gonna open our new stadium against the Super Bowl reigning champion Kansas City Chiefs in Week Two. I'm I'm not sure how I feel about that. Now we do open our uh, we open away against the Bengals, so presumably, hopefully a win. But I really don't think that's gonna go well for our the premiere of our new building, assuming we're playing there. Well, that I, you know, the the respect for the Kansas City Chiefs team is is noted. Uh, I will say though, when a new stadium, when you play in a new stadium, those players are their feet aren't even going to touch the turf. They're going to be on such a high. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, the crowd is going to be electrified. So, if there is one, I put it at fifty fifty. I mean, that's that's no joke because they're going to have the the power of the crowd, the energy their momentum, their desire to win that first game at home. You know, like they're going to be playing above themselves. They are. I, I guess I was taking into consideration the possibility that there wouldn't be a crowd and it might just be oh, interesting. player v player in that building, in which then case. Then it's a different situation. Then it's, yeah, then it's not as good. Then, it's, <laughs> then you guys are doomed. Then yeah, Patrick yeah. Mahomes can concentrate. So yeah. I don't know. I will say this. For the Chiefs, uh, I'm very excited uh, for – 
to play in Los Angeles at the new stadium. I'm very excited to play uh, in Vegas against the Raiders. Uh, and I'm very excited to go down to Tampa Bay and watch us play Tom Brady uh, and the Bucks. Are you going to go? I'm flirting with it, yes. Flirt with it. Yeah, I used to live in Tampa when I was stationed at Central Command. So I, oh. I, I know the town very well. It's a great town. Uh, it might be a fun weekend. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Right? I mean, that would be great. I mean, that would, that would be my answer. My answer is like the Falcons have to play Tampa twice. Right. Of course. And I think it's in the last four weeks of the season we play them twice. So, I mean, I fully expect to for the Falcons to be the number one overall draft in like pick in the draft next year. Oh, it's it's possible that we're going to have Trevor Lawrence on our team next year. Yeah. Well, that, Hey God, because well, we're that, just, I, I don't see us winning that. Like I looked at our schedule. It's very difficult. We have a really difficult schedule. And you do have a one. Actually, I think you and the chiefs have the toughest schedules. Uh, you know, we have the toughest schedules because obviously we were the Super Bowl champs. So we, we have a tough schedule, but you have a very tough schedule. I remember seeing that. And they put they put the Chiefs at, over under at eleven and a half, which really? I actually, being a Chiefs fan, I'll take the over. But to be honest with you, I put it at the Chiefs were going to win about eleven games this year. Whew. With that eleven schedule. sounds amazing. I don't think we'll have uh, you know eleven with our wins and losses combined. I don't even think we'll have eleven. We might not even show up for five. <laughs> you know what the over under is for your season? I have no idea. Uh. I think it's probably seven. I guarantee it's seven or eight. You can do seven. I don't know. Because of Breeze. I mean, our division is Breeze. And it depends on who the quarterback is at Carolina. Like who oh, ends up staying. You know, who so ends up staying. So go back. You said, uh, what was the overall game? What was the overall game you want to see the most? Or you're excited about? Sorry, real I fast. Just, the Falcons are seven and a half over under. Seven and a half. Same with my Chargers. So again, tell me now, are you taking the over or under? I'm taking the under. What about you, Gare? I'm optimistically taking the over, but I, I know that that's – I'm a Chargers fan. I'd rather be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, one more question. Good question by Sue. Thanks, Mom. You guys want one more before we get out of here? Yeah, yeah, just one more question, and then we'll hang it up. All right, sounds good. Uh, I think this one's good. Tyler David Volk, would you rather your team win one championship during your lifetime but have a lot of up-and-down seasons or consistently great, always in the hunt, but never win one? You're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs up until last year. Right. Yeah, you're talking about my whole life. Yeah. Like, I would never – I hate it. Like, that was my biggest problem with the Braves the whole time. It's like we always went and, like, we only won one. And so I'd rather have won one than have continued to go and like win the pennant every year and then like not win the world series. Yeah. I, well, I'm the same way with the chiefs. We had Marty ball. Uh, we had the highest winning percentage in the nineties in the NFL. Uh, I think we were tied with the 49ers and we never made it past the playoffs. Never. Cause we the played worst. Marty ball. And then, then we had Vermeil, and then we had, you know, we had a lit, litany of coaches come through there. And we'd make the playoffs quite consistently. We had great regular seasons and, you know, but never could get past the playoffs until this past year. It took us 50 years to get back to the Super Bowl. Um, so worth it. 
<laughs> so, so worth it. Yeah, so, no. Yeah, so I'll take the championship. I'd rather be the Browns and then win one. Yeah. Be great. Well, I'm with you. What about you, Gare? Yeah, I, uh, you know, as a Chargers fan, I'll definitely take that one. Um, I wouldn't know what consistently great is like, so at this point, I have to go with that. <laughs> Your uniform oh my God. consistently great. By the way, you two, um, no one said a word about my mustache being gone. Oh my God! Oh my That's goodness! Different. I was like, God, you look so skinny. Why do you look so skinny? I couldn't figure it out. I thought it was this is the first week you've been in a new room, and I was like, oh, that his setting yeah, is throwing like, that me must off. Be it. Oh, it's the goddamn mustache, duh. Well, R.I.P. Like squirrel in the picture anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, I uh, uh, the thing was getting so big that I couldn't stop combing it <laughs> and touching it. I was constantly touching it, and then I'd push it back up. Cause it, you know, and then it would be all outward and then I'd comb it back down. So it'd be long. And I, I was just obsessing and I was like, I got to get rid of this thing. I'm, I've had it. Well, so, it was fun while it lasted, but it definitely looks much better. That's so funny. I, was, I still feel like I look like a baby face without it. Cause with it, I look like this. Ridiculous. All right. One last one. <laughs> Stephanie Blaine, our own, uh, our own resident illustrator sent this one in. And her question was, I saw that the uh, facial hair of the old Tennessee Titans president was uh, pretty serious and Rob's mustache has some competition. So just on that <laughs> note, I'll share this one and Whoa. that'll be it. Not That's anymore. Like he wins. An above and below mustache. Cause it <laughs> does connects with his chin. It's almost like a, it's like a face mask. He's like wearing a face mask. Yeah, it's ahead of the curve. Genius. Genius. Good job, Rob. Thank you. Double decker bus. That was a two two. Good Lord. Thank you, Stephanie. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah, sorry. I stepped on you. Go ahead and say it again, please. Oh, I was just saying thank you, Stephanie, and thank you, everyone, for listening. This is always a really fun thing to do once a week. And, guys, have a good week. Uh, I'm talking to all the listeners, but also Sarah and Gary <laughs> take care of yourselves, guys. I, I worry about you. <laughs> I think you're no problem. Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Get outside those four walls uh, and, and take it, take it out. Uh, you know, what I like to do is I go around and uh, ding door ditch my neighbors. It's, it's athletic. It's fun. It's payback. It's all the stuff. It's all mm-hmm. wrapped in the one thing. So, just want to let them know who's boss. You you got to keep them on their toes. Just a little. I don't do any flaming dog shit in a bag. I don't do anything like that. It's just straight up annoyance. So, oh, about straight food. up human shit. Oh, annoying. Okay, <laughs> good to see. All right, guys, have a good one uh, for Riggles Picks. I'm Rob Riggle. I'm Sarah Tiana. I'm Gary, thanks for listening. <laughs> 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 <laughs>